Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. I feel like a lot of times in our industry, we go like, oh, the higher the price, the like more valuable it is. Yeah. And then I've heard people even say like, oh, if I have it priced lower, people are going to think of it lower. Yeah. I do not. I think that's a piece of bull crap because mm. the reality is our embodiment of something, how we show up in it is what truly creates. I talk about energetic enrollment. It is tr- like it becomes magnetic because people see how you talk about it. People see how you believe in it. And they want to step into that power and that belief for themselves. They see okay. how you believe it. They want that for themselves. So I, I believe that ugh, there's so much I could say on that, but a lot of times we put power on the number. Yeah. And so I used to, I, you know, I'm often telling my clients like, listen, there's no, um, there's no dollar amount that would ever be worth this ever. You are listening to your dream business podcast, episode 242. You are listening to your dream business podcast and I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? So do you ever sit there and think, they're going to find me out? Who on earth do I think I am? I joke I blag stuff all the time because then if I say I blag it, then it kind of just makes out like, well, if I get it wrong, I get it wrong. It's fine. I think if you are running your own business, you have so many of these words in your head and trying to feel confident about what you're doing, trying to really own who you are and your space and what you're good at. I think it's really hard or can be really hard. And I know for a long time, I didn't feel like that. I didn't feel like I knew what I was good at. Or even if I had an inclination of I thought I knew what I was good at, I didn't want to tell anybody. And I didn't want to go, do you know what? I'm actually brilliant at this. Check me out. Because we don't like to do that. So 
Today on the podcast, I have the very lovely Kiara Jones, and we are talking all about those messages that are in our head, the voices that are in our head that talk about, you know, that we're not good enough, and who do we think we are? And we talk about how sometimes our superpower is actually given to us as a negative thing. And both her and I tell stories about actually how that happened to us in terms of, you know, that we were told for a long time that the thing that has actually turned out to be our superpower was a bad thing. So, and then talking about how do we take all of these things and how do we then use them in marketing? How do we then use them to find the right people and work with the right people so that we're in our zone of genius? It's a really great conversation. She's really fantastic to talk to, and I think you're going to get a huge amount from it. So let me tell you who Kiara is. Kiara Jones is a international visibility and sales mindset coach, brand messaging and monetization consultant, speaker and Amazon bestselling author. She has coaching programs, courses, mentorship and speaks, and she helps women get the messaging, monetization and mindset they need to show, speak and sell more powerfully, purposefully and profitably. She is passionate about helping women stop undervaluing their expertise and giving away for pennies. Specifically, Kiara helps women coaches, consultants, speakers, trainers with services, speaking and expert based business, personal brands and their mindset message to elevate their visibility attract aligned clients and amplify how they package, position and profit their expertise. So she's great. I think you're going to get a lot from it. If anything, you're just going to come out of it feeling like totally empowered and you want to take on the world. I can't wait to see what you think of it. It's my absolute pleasure today to welcome to the podcast, Kiara Jones. Kiara, how are you doing? I am awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. My pleasure, my pleasure. So you're the last of a long day of podcasts. So I pray to goodness that I am still like, you know, I have the, do you know what happens? I don't know about you, but like, even when you feel tired, the minute I'm on, I'm like, boom, and I'm, and I'm it's fine. I will yep. walk out of here and my husband will talk to me. I'll be like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. <laughs> He's like, but I hear you in there, you're laughing, you're having fun. So yeah, yeah. But now I now I want to be quiet. Thank you. <laughs> I can totally resonate. I think that really just goes back to the power of the work that we do. Yes. And why, you know, really stepping into your zone of genius. It's like it's this, it's just a part of your identity and that your business isn't your identity. Like I went into this like space um a couple years ago where it was like, I had this transformation of how I thought about my work. It was like, it's not actually a business. It's actually like, I'm just showing up doing the things that I already do. So yeah. that's why I can easily go on a call. We talked about this. I completely just came from the gym, from brunch. Yeah. It was like, you know, literally two minutes ago, let my and dog we're out, on. Upstairs, and it's like, bam, we're on, you know? And it's just, it's really beautiful actually to me. And I think there's such power for more of us women to embrace that. We think that we need to show up away or we need to like, be something else or we need to add something on it. And it's actually like, no, it's actually the easiest parts of us. And then just you just need those us. moments where you recharge and now you're able to be present to husband, partner, children, wh- whomever, you know, uh, else you need to be present to, including yourself. Um, so yeah, I think that's a part of, to me, why it comes so easy of just realizing it's, it's literally just like me being me. And um, yeah, I just need to, I need to recharge before I let you, <laughs> you <Yes>. know, <laughs> come in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I think it, when it's something you love, even if you're feeling tired, even if you're like, it's been a long day, I've worked really hard and all those things, 
it's still like, but I love it. So that helps massively. But Kiara, it's so good to have you on. We're going to talk about such cool things. But first of all, I'd like you to just take a moment to introduce yourself to my audience and let them know how you got to do what you do today. Yeah, I'll try to make it short. Uh, <laughs> so my name is Kara Jones, also known as the Shine Strategist, and I'm all about helping women of impact shine more powerfully in their genius. We give our genius away for pennies. We undersell it. We under uh, message it, as I like to say. And so my focus is really helping women with the mindset and the messaging they need to show up, speak and sell more powerfully so that we can create the lives that we want in full alignment with who we're here to be. So how I got into this work, ooh, man, I, you know, I tell my clients, I've been coaching since I was seven. I have, I <laughs> understand that is like, that's a part of my identity. I've always Brilliant. been this one who thought deeper. My uncle would tell me like, you think too deep or like in fifth grade, my teacher, Miss Matthews, she would say like, here's always asking why, but she loved it. The kids didn't. So I always was in this space where I wanted to ask deeper questions and um, you know, now I joke with my uncle, you know, I'm like, well, I get paid thousands of dollars to ask deeper questions and to speak and to, you know, do all these yeah. things that I thought used to be weird. And I was too much and I was too extra, or maybe I wasn't enough and all that. So a part of me, one is like this, this has literally been a part of me. I just didn't know that I could actually get paid for this. And this was like a thing. This wasn't an option on the the majors in college. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I did the whole, like, go, I was, you know, raised by a single mother. I did the whole, like, okay, to be successful, go to college. So I went to college. I got to that corporate career. I was the first person in my family to graduate from college, the first to work in corporate America. Um, I was making more money than my parents at the age of 19 already. So yeah. it was, it, it, you know, there was this shift in me of like, oh, okay, so I, I am successful now. I went to college. I graduated early and, and, and I got it. And I worked for a Fortune 500 company. And, you know, Teresa, I had this moment where I was managing a $5 million territory. Um, I was 20 something years old. I was often the only woman on my team. Mo always the only black person on my team. Mm. And, um, you know, I had moved several times every like 13 to 19 months. Cause I was a sales consultant. And, um, you know, I had this moment where in 2014, my company was going through a reorg and, uh, I had already had these like feelings in me where I knew something was off. And I was that like annoying girlfriend where at cocktails, you're like, this is what happened to me at work today. And this is what I, and it's like, here, we don't want to talk about work. I loved what I did. Yeah. There was this moment where I fell out of love with it. Once I started realizing how much of what I call my shine, I was giving away. It felt like, wow, you know, here's this $5 million territory. I grew by double digits, you know, at, at fast forward, I had took a demotion in 2013, 14 to get back to the East coast because I was living in the Midwest at the time. And I'm from Jersey and I was like, man, I'm, I kind of miss my family. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, getting into this space where, you know, I had on paper, like, here's the top things I've done with my clients. And, uh, you know, I remember my, my management team saying, okay, great. You know, but HR says that for us to talk about a promotion, you know, you need to be here for 12 months. So there was this moment of like, so I'm performing like this, yeah. but I need to wait for this timeline. And it was kind of like, a, like something happened and that no, or that like, you need to wait. And it was like, but y'all don't wait for me to go to work and, and do my job and, and yeah. you know, everything. And it wasn't this like, oh, I'm in my ego. This is what I do. It was black and white. You know, I had my largest uh, client at the time reach out to my management team. Like, oh my gosh, she's the best consultant that we've had. Again, youngest person on my team, only black person at that time, I was the only woman. So it lit this fire in me that like, when did I be, I'm the first person to go to college in my family. I've like, you know, been, 
I've done things in my life where I was the first of so many things. When did I become this person who had to wait for someone to tell me and give me permission? So 2014, I came home. I had this mirror and this moment in the mirror and I had like mascara dripping, nose was running, all the things. Uh But I had this ugly cry, this beautiful, ugly cry (laughs) of like, who am I? And in that moment, I didn't know what it was or what I would do. But in 2014, in that moment, I said, I'm going to do something that helps me step into me, even if it's like on the side while I still work. So fast forward, I I was introduced to the online space and I I had a a product-based business at the time, a jewelry boutique, an online accessory boutique. And I hired a coach. And I remember our first session, I was like, this is what a coach does. I was like, this is what I do as a consultant. There's some differences, but this is pretty much what I do every day, you know, for my job. And more and more, I had like style clients who would tell, like I would give them little sales tips and everything. They're like, Ooh, thank you, Kira. Or like, you know, it would shift their confidence around how they would show up in video. And when they're speaking on stages, because I worked with entrepreneurs from a style perspective and I was like, Kira, like, you're really great with this, but like, when you share with me this sales or messaging tip or this or that, it really like is amazing. Like you sure you're doing the right thing. And I have my own limiting beliefs of like, well, I do that for my day job. Do I really make a business out of that? And, you know, it took that year, but finally, so that was 2015, 2016 was when I was like, okay, it won't leave my head. People keep telling me like, I need to at least try this. And I went full time 2016 as well and haven't, haven't looked back since. So that's amazing. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. That's a great story. (laughs) Really, really good. And it's really like, that's really interesting with the corporate thing that like that confinement of, no, you're not at that point yet. No, but I'm doing all the right things. Like, you know, and and giving that to someone else and going, that's their decision as to how successful I am. And so like coming into your own and doing your own. And, and I remember I never wanted my own business ever. Like it never crossed my mind. And I was leaving my current role because thing, few things had happened. I decided I need to leave. I need to go somewhere else. And I thought to myself, oh, I'll, I'll get another job easy. Like, I'm really good at what I do. I do marketing. I've done it for a long time. I'm really good at this stuff. And a job wasn't coming. And I was like, oh, because I was quite an expensive resource. And then I started to look at my role where I bought in all this money for the business. And I thought, well, what if I could do that for me? Like, you know, I was building their business by, you know, 100,000, whatever. And I thought, well, what if I sold me and got that? And then suddenly it kind of hit me like, I could do this. So so tell me about those early days. Like, how was it first starting off? Because one thing, like, one thing that is the key thing that I didn't realize straight off the bat, I thought, I've got degree in marketing. I've done it all these years. I'm very good at what I do. This will be easy. Like, stupidly thought this would be easy. Didn't for one second think anything about mindset and the impact that that might have on me my business, my success, how I show up, what I do, what I charge, like didn't think about that. So how were you in those early days? Yeah, mindset wise, I feel that when you are first starting out, there definitely is that imposter that comes up. Mm-hmm. That like, even in the moment I share with my story, I, I do this for a job. I, I get paid a salary to do this. You're telling me I can go make a program and a package and put a price on it and other people, like not the people, not HR, like not my job, but other people would pay me for this. Like there is a, a mind shift that I feel happens of like, I, I could pick what that price is going to be. Like, you know, I used to say this joke 
hmm, I want to raise. Okay, I'm going to change my price. <laughs> and I don't have to go and ask HR. I don't have to go ask my management team. I don't need to go give you this long list of accomplishments. Nope, I decided I wanted to do it. I'm doing it. So yeah. I feel that there was this, that was one shift I had to make was like, oh, I actually, it's so interesting the moment when you see it happen for clients, um, especially when I used to coach, you know, entrepreneurs who were in their earlier stages more it was so beautiful to see that permission that was granted. So I would say that was one thing for me of like the permission that like you get to do this and letting go of that imposter of like, I'm I'm not doing anything wrong. There's nothing wrong that I'm, that I'm doing here. Uh, the second thing I would say is actually around messaging. And, and, and I, I talk about messaging every day, all day, but it's, I look at messaging so much deeper than what are the words I'm putting on a paper? What's the words I'm putting in a video or on a post email, all that stuff. It's so much deeper. It's actually deeply connected to you expressing, right? And so really that's to me what's happening with sales and with uh, messaging. It's you expressing your value. Mm -hmm. But in order for you to not only just express it, but embody it, you need to believe, like you need to know very much how I'm like, oh, I've been a coach since I was seven. I just get paid for it now. I just didn't know I could get charged for it now. Like, it's like, you need to know this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what the heck I know it does for you. And here's, you know, how I think, how I know it's going to help you. Are are you ready to move forward in that? And and obviously there's more to it of like just being able to position that offer or, you know, your expertise, your zone of genius, whatever it is. But there's this expression and this embodiment that I feel early on. I have seen so many clients, even women who already, you know, make low four, four, low to mid four figures in their business. Like you could be making $5,000 a month and still be in this space of like, I don't know. I have a client who's at, you know, 10 K a month. And she's, you know, it's like, you've made $10,000 every month, you know, this year, like you're still questioning it. And it's like, yes, it's, it's okay. I've had seven figure clients before uh, through intensive work that I've done where it's like, mm, you know, they're not quite, they're questioning it in a different way. It's like, yeah. do I really get to be known for this at this level? Like, there's like, oh yeah, I know I can make 5,000 a month or whatever, insert your number, a month talking about this. But like, could I really talk, keep talking about this same thing or go deeper in it and do this? So there's like this, like, I think it's really just, can I really? Like, that's really just like the beginning of everything. Can I really yeah. do X, Y, and Z? It's like, can I? I, and, I could do that. Really? And you're so right in the fact of, to to believe in it ourselves is the first thing to then turn that into a message that tells someone else because I, and maybe that's the problem maybe people know the importance of messaging but they don't believe in it themselves enough i have had like there was a great example of something i saw and i i used this with someone where they were talking about a copywriter and they were like so you know a copywriter is really good at what they do they create an email that's like a sales email and it's like takes them 30 minutes and they charge out like, you know, $40 an hour or whatever for that one email. But that one email goes out and it makes them like 100K. And it's like, so what's the value of that email? And I, everybody in my membership, everybody I teach, everybody I speak to, they undervalue themselves. And I'm really, I'm really conscious of going, put your prices up, charge more. Because I do think sometimes it's a very easy sweeping statement. But so you can still understand the value of yourself and want to charge less and that's okay. Like it's that kind of value. So how, how do you get people to, to appreciate their value? What kind of some practical things they can do? Yeah. I just want to say something to what you just said. You can charge a little bit less for something and still own your value. I love that you said that. I feel like a lot of times in our industry, we go like, oh, the higher the price, the like more valuable it is. Yeah. 
And then I've heard people even say like, oh, if I have it priced lower, people are going to think of it lower. Yeah. I do not. I think that's a piece of bull crap because mm. the reality is our embodiment of something, how we show up in it is what truly creates. I talk about energetic enrollment. It is tr- like it becomes magnetic because people see how you talk about it. People see how you believe in it. And they want to step into that power and that belief for themselves. They see okay. how you believe it. They want that for themselves. So I I believe that ugh, there's so much I could say on that. But a lot of times we put power on the number. Yeah. And so I used to, I, you know, I'm often telling my clients, like, listen, there's no, um, there's no dollar amount that would ever be worth this ever, mm-hmm. ever. There yeah. would be no, there's no dollar amount. Do, mm-hmm. What do you go be? Do you charge a billion for it? Do you charge it? Like, there's no dollar amount for it. So what if we're, we're just picking a number that feels right for us? Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Like it, it has, it has nothing to do with it. So uh, I love that, that you said that. And so some practical things that I am always inviting my clients into. So I have this concept called client intimacy messaging method, and it is exactly what it sounds like. Get intimate with your client. But the thing is, a lot of times people are like, Ooh, I want to, I want to know my client deeper. Who's my ideal client or who's my core client? As I like to say, who's really my most aligned, highest client I'm called to serve. And the reality is the first question is, what am I wanting to express? See, we make it first, like, what do I need to say to my client? No, 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 no. What is it you need to be actually saying to yourself? What is it you are trying to express? So let's actually get intimate with you first. Let's get clearer on what are you here to do? And so I talk a lot about expertise. There's five pillars of the mindset to monetize that I teach on. But one of them is expertise mindset. And it's like, what's your mindset and confidence as an expert in your own right? Not because you're comparing it to this person and that person, but like, you know, this is what I do. This is my level of experience on it. And this is what I know that it's worth. There's always going to be someone who can do something better than you. And there's always going to be someone who can't do it as good as you. There there will always be that. So are we going to spend our whole life like trying to like, you know, go above this person or like, you know, it's the craziest game that we play. So being in a space first where you are tapping into what is it that I am wanting to express out into the world and through my work. And then, okay, so now who does that best serve? Who do I feel most called to serve? And I have this concept where I talked about called versus could. Who could I serve? We're women. We have been multitasking like nobody's business for our whole life. So what happens for entrepreneurs? Guess what? You go into, I could help this person, this person, this person, yeah, this person, anybody. this person. That's So I, I'm always calling to my uh, clients, I don't care about who you could help. You could help 50 people, 50 different types of people, okay? Who do you feel most called to help, to serve, to hold space for, to support? And so making that shift from, I could help three different types of ideal clients to like, this is the ideal client I feel most called and connected to supporting. So now we've gotten intimate and clear with you and your genius and the impact of it. Then we want to go into, okay, who's your most like called ideal aligned client and let's get really intimate with them. And it's kind of like, if you look at an iceberg, right? It's like, we see the tip of the iceberg and then we see a whole big chunk that, well, we can't see a whole big chunk at the bottom. A lot of times, a lot of messaging, a lot of marketing, a lot of things that we do is speaking to the surface level of the client. And I'm always like, ooh, let's go deeper. And then I go back to that seven-year-old me who was like my uncle. He was like, Kira, you're so nosy. You asked a million questions. Yeah, yeah. I tap back into her like, oh my goodness, I've literally been this deeper thinker for this. Like for, I remember like, it was this aha that I had around like, you know, I had so many five women who had made $0 and then, you know, five figure, six figure, seven figure women that I've done my 
a power message intensives with. And it's been like to see them, like, you know, even the women who are at six or seven figures, oh my God, I never, I never thought to ask myself that about my client. I never, I never thought about that for them. Like, it is so interesting that we get so wrapped up into the thing that we do that, you know, what I like to do in the client intimacy messaging method is call you to this space where you are actually thinking on a deeper level of, of what your client is thinking, of what they're feeling. We want to bring in the psychographic. So basically, you know, just inviting you to what, like, what really is causing this for my client, mm-hmm. right? Not just like, oh, my, my person hired me to help them lose weight. Okay. So I'm helping them lose weight. Okay, cool. But guess what? You and every other health coach is saying that. Yeah. What is the deeper reason that your client is wanting to lose this weight? And a lot of times it actually has nothing to do with weight, mm-hmm. but a lot of times in the messaging and marketing, uh, I'm just using health coach as an example. I just came from the gym. Yeah. So with my personal trainer, you know, and it can be you going all in about like losing weight and this and that everything's about losing weight. And your client is over here. Like that's not speaking to me yeah. because there's a whole different reason why I want to lose weight. I'm just using that as an example, but insert whatever it is, you know, that you're due for those that are listening what is the deeper reason why my client is actually wanting this thing, is actually needing this thing? What are they going to get on a deeper level? I talk about these like transformational impacts um, and, and there's like five of them, but in short, just to summarize it, mm-hmm. what is the deeper transformation that's going to happen from the thing that I do? Insert whatever yeah. you do. Yeah. And so those are some things to really think about. One, getting intimate with yourself on what am I here to express? Who do I feel most called to support? Not who do I, who could I help? Cause we know that you as a multi-passionate, amazing, incredible superpower woman, like, of course we know you could help 50 people plus the squirrels outside. We yeah. don't want to know who you could help. We want to know who you feel most caught to help. And that's where you start to really tap into what I call your shine, where you are literally watching your most aligned clients be magnetized to you because uh, you're only speaking to them and you're only holding space for them. And all those people you could help, sometimes they will still come in because the people you could help, like, oh, I, I want to be that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you, you, but speak to the highest level of the client that you're here to serve. Yeah, that's so good. It's so funny. I was at an event when I first speaking in person. Because obviously I speak, but I haven't spoken first for a long time. So COVID. <laughs> I was at my first speaking event and I met these two women and I was chatting away. So then they, they'd listened to the podcast and they knew me and I, I hadn't met them. And they'd started talking about what they did and their membership. And I'm like, oh, oh, right, tell me that. And, and I, like, I just couldn't help myself. And I'm like, oh, you do me a favor, DM me in detail so I can have a look at your stuff. And like, because already I wanted to start like picking it apart and going, let's see this and do this. Did you do this? Have you tried that? Like I wanted to start doing all the things. And like, there are some businesses which, and I really like that called to like, because yeah, I, I've worked in marketing a very long time. I could help many businesses, but where's, where's the stuff that like, you know, I always say to my audience, when you're think of that customer that you think if I could have 10 of you, oh, my life would be ace. Like I would love that all day long like those are the people like and like you said it's it's unpicking and unpacking what's aligning there like why is it that that particular thing's really good what did I like about it and sometimes it's you know especially in my world previously of jobs I've had like it's maybe the actual industry that I'm marketing or the type of thing I'm marketing or the type of people I'm working with you know it could be any one of those things it's like the whether you'd work with just women, whether you work with men, whether you, you know, you choose to do people of a certain age or from a certain background or whatever, you know, it's what kind of sings to you. And, and it's, it's our choice. It's our business. Like we get to decide those things, yeah. but how like, so, you know, if we find 
you know, what makes us shine, what makes us great. Like, how do I get the confidence to go, this is what makes me brilliant without feeling like going, this is what makes me brilliant. Because no one likes to go check me out. I'm amazing. Yeah. I actually want to say the last thing you said before you asked that question, Mm -hmm. you said, this is our business. We get to, I actually believe that's the answer, but that's also the scary part. And what I mean by that is we go back to, let's think about little us being little girls. Let's think about us being young women. Let's think about Mm -hmm. us before we were wives or partners or fiancés or mothers or girlfriends or whatever business owners we get to. Yeah. So when we say, Ooh, how do I step into my brilliance and my genius without stepping, like without claiming I'm stepping to my brilliance and my genius. I believe that there's actually this idea that, oh, well, when a woman steps into that certainty on what she does and the value that she brings, ooh, well, who does she think she is? Mm-hmm. How dare she? Well, well, because you get to. Yeah. You were born. That's why I'm always calling my clients too. again, stepping into your self-concept, stepping into your deeper identity on I've been this way since I was seven, probably since I was three. My grandmother has caught me Miss Missy my whole life. She just was telling me a story two weeks ago that I've already heard, but she was saying it again. You know, something I told this like guy when I was like three years old, some old man. And she was like, you were like three or four years old saying it to him. And, it, you know, so I think that so many times we actually like get into a space where somebody starts to tell us that something that came so natural to us was wrong. Yes. Hence my uncle saying, whoa, you are so nosy. You ask yeah. so many questions. Are you a private detective? So then it inserts to me, oh my God, that's, that's a bad really thing. bad. I should not do that. And yeah. it took me to see, wait, that's not bad. That's not wrong. I That actually comes so easy to me. And when I started embracing that, guess what? I don't need to go and tell anyone my brilliance and my genius is this because yeah. I'm just being it. I just I am it. embodying yeah. it. I just express it. It just comes, you get it before I do. And this is this concept of like, you know, uh, people talk about, I, you know, I have this, I always have clients who have this one on, but I was working with a client this week on it. You know, this idea of like, she, you know, she, she's at, she's done like five to eight K months and she's like, okay, like, I feel like I'm blocking myself from getting to like 10 K months. And I said, wait, hold on. Where have you put the next level of whatever you want to do on a pedestal? Mm. Where have you put it on a pedestal? Meaning, well, women who make whatever amount of mm. money you want to, women who they must have this kind of relationship, this kind of house, they dress like this, they look like this, they have this thing going on, like they're this person. So you're literally putting all that on a pedestal. And guess what? Then you go back in the mirror and look at you and then you're not even majority of those things. Mm. So you've already disassociated yourself from being that because you've put on this pedestal of what you think it should look like. So if we burn down the pedestals and we come to this space of this is who I am, this is who I have always been. I'm always expanding and evolving and growing, but the core of me is still there. I'm still her. I'm already in my brilliance. I don't need to do something to be in it. I don't need to have some fake, you know, like when women are like, here, I just want to hire you to help me figure out my messaging. I tell them off bat, like, I don't want your money. I don't care how much, like, oh, I want to pay in full. Nope, don't want it. Because you already are stepping into this thinking that there's some magic sauce of words that you need when in Mm -hmm. actuality, there's this embodiment and this expression that you're inviting yourself into. Yes, we can finesse it with words and all that, but we do that second. The first work is you being in full identity and ownership of what you do. So to me, it goes back to what you said. We just, we, we get to, there's no, there's, there's a dot, dot, like there's no answer. I just get to, well, why do you get to? Because I do, I inherently do. And and you say, don't you get to too? 
Like you know? the stuff that, and, and I think back to me as a child, okay, I was told I talk too much. And my dad even says to me yeah. this, to this day, he's like, can't believe people pay you to talk. I have to listen to you for free. Like, you know, and he, he like, it's still a fairly negative thing in my world. People who are close to me, who I grew up with, they, I'm too much. I'm the loudest one. I'm the one who talks all the time. I'm the one who wants all the center of attention. Like, and they were all really negative things. I also ask a lot of questions. I'm very nosy. Like, again, but it's- Why are you, I, like, naming all the things that I am? <laughs> yeah, basically, we're very similar. Like, you know, because I was, I wanted to understand. And you know the other thing that is totally within exactly who I am, and I've just thought, gosh, I was like that from really young. I like the finer things in life, right? I did not come from a family that had the finer things in life. Far from it. But when I was in school, about 13, I asked my mum, and my parents were very working class, if I could have elocution lessons because I wanted to speak nice. And my mum hit the roof. Like, she was like, why do you want to talk? Like, you've got a silver spoon in your mouth. Like, she literally said that. And so again, it was a really negative thing. For a very long time, I was the snob of the family. I was the one, nothing's good enough for Teresa. Teresa's really home maintenance. Teresa's never answered that. And I don't know why I said myself in the third person there. Like, I'd never do that. <laughs> it's like a little weird. Anyway, but like, I've never asked for anybody to, to help me in that. I've done it myself. So it's only now I'm, I'm older and I don't care what people say. But that's okay. I'm 42. Like, that wasn't an easy thing. Like, that, I probably wasn't like that five years ago. But it's only now that I'm like, yeah, this is me. And I am too much. And I might be loud. And I might laugh really loud, because I do. And I might like expensive things, but I am embracing it. And interestingly enough, um, next month, I'm doing my first in-person uh, event, as in I'm putting it on. Awesome. And I had looked at like all these other events I speak at and go to and everyone takes you to a conference center and they give you some rubbish little bag and then you have like a lanyard, all these various things. And I just thought, that's not me. Like, I wouldn't do that. So I have hired the most beautiful hotel you've ever seen, Boutique Hotel in the middle of England. And I've hired every room where I've got exclusive views. The bags, like the gift bags that I've got are all beautiful things that you're going to use. No rubbish in there. I've got the best menu for dinner. We've got wine that's lovely. We've got champagne when you arrive. Like it's ace. And it's like, because that's me. That's like in me. That's who I am. So instead of trying to apologize for it, instead of trying to go, oh, well, in my industry, people do conferences like this. And it's really exclusive. There's like 20 people, only 20 people, because... I like VIP stuff and that's who I am. And rather than having my parents tell me forever in a day that I was a terrible snob and, you know, I don't know where you get your ideas from and I don't know where I did get my ideas from, but I think you're right. I think it's like going, you shouldn't have to apologize for that, but I think so many of us do. I bet people are listening to this right now thinking I was told while I was younger or even at work, I worked in corporate marketing. I was very high up what I did. But no one took me seriously because I laughed and I smiled a lot. Obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about because I dared to laugh. Like, it's craziness, isn't it? Oh, gosh. There's like three things in my head. I'm going to, the last thing you just said about the smiling thing. So I, I just came from, you know, personal training with 
uh, at the gym with my my trainer. And then I went to brunch with uh, two other entrepreneurs and and I just, we always have such an amazing time. We never want to leave. <laughs> I was like, I have to go. And one of the things that we talked about actually was this, I like receiving. And I was expressing to them how, you know, a lot in, in my own therapy that I do with my therapist and then coaching with my clients, I'm in this space of like, whoa, like res- how receiving is not just in business of receiving clients and receiving money. It's in all these other areas of life, receiving love, right. you know, receiving that, you know, Mike cooks two times a week and and I have to sit there and I watch him cook and and it took me a minute to be like, okay, I don't need to help him. I don't need to chop anything. I don't need to do anything. He can do it all himself. I can watch him because I'm going to receive that. And so to me being in a space where you are able to, what we were talking about was, and sorry, if you hear, it's it's my fur baby. He's just like shaking and doing all the things. It's but, fine. It's um, fine. Yeah. Being in the space where you are just allowing yourself to, to receive it and you're not questioning it and you're knowing that like you're worthy of it. And you know, how that comes into play with our, our business is, is so beautiful. And just to add on what you were saying about the, uh, the retreat. So if you're listening to this, you know, I have a shelf behind me and there is a little reward there an an award. And literally it says, um, it says, uh, most extra. (laughs) So it's like, here's my most extra (laughs) trophy. That's what I'm trying to say. Trophy. It is a gold trophy and it says most extra. And I even have like a selfie with it because I was like, oh my God, I get the award for being most extra. And I want to say to that, so I'm very much with you on liking the finer things. Mm-hmm. I consider myself a high-low person. And so what uh, I have this concept we talk about in my mastermind, luxury energy. Mm-hmm. And we introduced it because it was, you know, one of my clients was going through something and we were talking about it and I was like, but it doesn't matter that it didn't cost this much. If it makes you feel luxurious. Yeah. Then yeah. it's luxurious. So I don't care if, you know, I was saying how like I got a like a, I don't know, a five dollar shirt from Old Navy, like a t- like a white tank top, and I put it on with this silk, silk plaid skirt. And it felt so incredible. And then like a jacket that I put over it. And it was like, I don't care that the shirt was like five bucks, but the skirt was nope. more expensive and it's silk and it's all this. It, it, so um I want to hold space for a part of the pedestals is although you and I are in that you know we like finer things mm. I used to have this client um who had a, a ranch and she would love to spend her money on horses and horses are expensive let me tell you I can but, imagine man yeah <laughs> oh my god so expensive but I didn't know that at the time so for me I'm you know I'm talking about going to the spa and you know I get my hair I go to the hair salon every week I get my nails done I I, I get pedicures like that is something I do once or two times um every week or every other week and I realized, and this was like three years ago, I had this client and, and I realized in that moment, we both can make the same amount of money, right? But I spend, I choose to spend my money on this spa. Mm. I, oh God, I can't wait for my facial next week. Yeah. I can't wait. And then she decides she wants to go buy hay. She wants, you know, she wants to buy all these things for her it's priorities. It's, it's your priority. And so I just want to express for those listening. It doesn't matter how luxurious you are or, or not, or whatever it is. None. Be in a space where you are owning how you want to do things. You're, yeah. you're a bit, I had another client, her uh, annual event is actually a camp style. It's very low key. It's very like wear jeans, wear this. And, you know, for me, that's not, I'm a jean wearing girl, but like I did one retreat where it was like in this tree house with a, a coach of mine, a health coach. And it was a different experience. And I slept mm-hmm. in a tree house and it felt really cool. I took a shower in a tree that they had made into a shower. It was really, wow. really cool. But I do not choose to do that. <laughs> for the, that's <laughs> not my style, but I did it. And it's like, cool, but that's her style. And so she got to have the event she wants. So I believe if you just, yeah. what we're saying is 
literally just stop apologizing for how you want to do something and just be you and you will find this freedom that is like next level. And I used to think entrepreneurship was about freedom of like, I can make my my money how I want and I can make, you know, my schedule. And I introduced my clients to this concept of energetic currency. You have time currency and you have money currency in your business. Cool. But the number one currency in your business is your energy. So where are you draining your energy because you're trying to be something and have something and speak away and do this and do that according to someone else? And how much freer could it feel for you to mm-hmm. literally just say, I want to do my videos like this. I want to do my podcasts, my events, my whatever. I want to do it like this and just own that. Because just like you're desiring that, there's mm-hmm. 20 people, there's 2,000 other people who also want it like that. And they're like, I don't want to go to a fancy hotel. I want to go to a camp space. And then they're like, I don't want to go to a camp. I want to go to a luxury hotel. Guess what? Now you both exist so yeah. that people can get what they want. And who's meant for you is for you. And they they will be like magnetized to you if you just own your way. And you'll find yourself work with like your best, most aligned clients when you start to own your way. And I think as well, the the truth of you don't have to like what I like. Like, I remember when before I had my own business, you know, when we had all that free time that we didn't know what to do. <laughs> and free time, you, man. Yeah, I was lounging outside. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I think probably before I had my daughter as well, I used to love a dinner party, right? And I loved all the stuff. Again, I really like this stuff, right? So I would like get flowers and I'd do lovely table decorations and then I would do canapes. I'd match the wines with all the food. I loved this stuff. And no one ever used to invite me back. You know why? Because they thought that I wanted that standard. And it's like, no, I'm not asking you to do the standard I go to. I do it because I love it. Like, I just, I'd happily come around and have a burger or pasta or whatever it is. Like, I'm not asking you to do that. The same as like, I'm not saying I won't go to an event unless it's this. But it's like, me as a person, who I am, if you come to my house, like, you know, I'm sat here with my fancy glass jug that which I drink my water out of and a nice fancy glass. Like, that's just me, who I am. So therefore, if I'm going to do something, I'm obviously going to match it to me. It's going to make sense for me. But like you said, it's, it's you know, if you're listening to this, you think, well, yeah, I'm not that fancy. I don't like those things. And one of my members, it, it, I, I messaged her saying, um, have you seen the event? You know, it'd be great if you could come. And she was like, you know what? It's just not my bag. But the minute you want to do an outdoor retreat, I am there. (laughs) That is absolutely fine. Like, that's okay. But she still works with me. She's still in my membership. She's still, you know, because obviously there are things that resonate with her and whatever. But but I think, I honestly, like, if you take nothing else from this episode, just remembering that, like, the stuff that you are and that you've been known for, even if people have told you that, it's too much or it's not right or they've used it as a stick to beat you with like that's not true and and the standard isn't it I mean that is such a powerful message it is to me I believe it is the only message so your earlier question was like you know if you're in that earlier stage in your business uh in every stage of business actually but I I feel that when you're like figuring things out it is like a part of figuring out, well, well, who do I need to be? And what do I need to do to like, get this to like, to go? Like, you know, what do I, what's, what do I need to do? And it's just like the most, it's like the most difficult thing for whatever reason you just need to embrace, like Mm. just embrace you, you, you get so much further. So to me, I actually believe that I don't, 
I don't care what strategy, I don't care what launch plan, what marketing plan, what sales plan, like how amazing you could be. This is why we as women, like we can be the best. We can be the best at what we do. And it's like, that's my belief is like, it doesn't matter how amazing you are if you don't own it, Mm. right? And you owning it also doesn't mean that you are bringing down other women or anything like that with it. I think that we have that fear. I, I think about like, it's, you know, and my client's laughing when I use this, you're, you're uh, seven years old or whatever, and you're at school and the people like, you know, it's like, oh, do you want to come to my summer party? Do you want to come to my summer party? And then they don't invite you. Yeah. And like, you're afraid of being that one not invited. I feel like it's like, we're, li- we're little girls thinking that of like, I don't want to leave out this woman or that woman. And it's not a leaving out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like what you said with your, like, I have this experience with my client who's like, Kira, you spend your money on spas. I spend my money on hay or like whatever. And it's yeah. like, I'm like, Ooh, you spend your money on that. And it's like, there's no judgment. I don't have any judgment for how you spend your money. You don't have any judgment for her wanting the outdoor event. Nope. We get to love each other and be our own selves and still hold space with each other. It is okay. And so this idea that like, well, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings or like, I don't want them to miss out there is someone for them who's having exactly what they want. I need to tell your client about, you know, uh, my client's camp retreat. It's like, there's someone out there who has a thing exactly how we want it. And then there's someone out there who has another thing and it's okay. It's safe. It's safe for you not to be everything for everyone. Going back to could versus called. It's okay. There's some, there's another coach. There's another mentor. There's another event. There's another thing for them. And we're trying to be all the things for all the people and we can't. So Mm. just step into a space where you are fully embracing you and watch every strategy, every money, every launch, every, all the external things start to align because you are in alignment and connected with your full self. And you're just showing up, standing in it and shining in it. It will, it will, it will transform so, so many things and internal, external, all the things. So to me, it's like, that is actually the only message Everything gets built upon from that. Your strategies of what you decide to do will change because you'll realize, hmm, I don't like doing this like that. I really yeah. love doing it like this. Great. So then me. you're going to show up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's, yeah, this has just been brilliant. It's so good. I can't, I was just looking at the time thinking, oh my gosh, you know, how much time we've taken and, and that it feels like five minutes and that I could probably carry on for ages. But <laughs> honestly, like I said, I think the whole message of just, be you and be all right with that. And like you said, you know, for instance, the reels thing, I'm really battling with the reels thing. Like, because it just (laughs) didn't fit with me. It just didn't quite go with how I am. And I didn't want to show up as something that I'm not because it's not me. So like, I've got to find, if I do want to do it, I need to find a way that it really fits with me and I'd feel okay about that. Like, or I don't do it. So and having that confidence of that's all right, like that's okay. And and people still say stuff. Like I was at an event the other day, and like people are still like, oh wow, you know, you're like, and it's like, yeah, I am, yeah, yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, I laugh really loud. Like I love laughing. It's my favorite thing. So honestly, like you're never too much. You're just exactly like. How did you feel getting that award, saying that you were the most <laughs> extra? Like, were you a little insulted, or were you oh. okay? No. So to clarify, I purchased that trophy for myself. 
Perfect. To clarify. Okay. I thought someone gave you, I was like, uh, will you please get that dude? I, I rewarded yes. myself with that. No, I saw it and I took a selfie with it. And I was like, I'm buying it. I don't care how That's much it me. is. Like I'm buying it. So it was something I gave to myself. And I actually want to say, I'd rather get it from myself than get it from someone else. I don't know if I would be insulted or not. I think I would not be insulted knowing me. <laughs> but for me, it was actually thinking about it in this moment. It was, I don't think that I knew this. Like the moment I saw it, it was just fun. Like, oh, this is, yeah. oh, I'm getting this. But if I was to really reflect on it, really, it was like a part of two, this self-permission of yes. like, yeah, I'm giving myself permission to be this. And mm. I understand that I get to be all of this. I, I get to embody it. And there's moments I want to be clear where I'm just like, I'm chill. I'm like, you know what? I just want to lay on the couch with my fur baby. I'm looking out the window. I'm reading a book. Or I can have moments where, you know, that's why I always say like, I'm more of a high low. Like sometimes I want like a really high experience. And sometimes I'm like, listen, I just want to sit here. Like, and, yeah. and that was something I think too, that, you know, with the pandemic and with things, you know, you hear people say this, like it, it, it helped me slow down and be patient. Yeah. I felt like I was already on this journey in 2019, but it definitely heightened it for me. This, like, I just get to fully be present to me and to what I'm doing. And I get to trust that it's enough. I, I think that, and just to go back to the reels, the only, you know, I was telling my client this this morning in office hours, it's only when we make it a thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't bring self-judgment into the thing, like, I don't want to do reels. I don't like the way that they do them. I don't resonate with that. Okay, I don't want to do them. Mm-hmm. Period. And you move on and you do the things that work for you versus this like, oh, I need to, and I know that you know this, but just for mm-hmm. those watching, there could be something else, you know, like for me, there are certain things like LinkedIn, like I don't have any desire to go on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is so wrong, so old. Like I don't even touch LinkedIn. And I know I have, you know, clients, I have friends who like make so much money from LinkedIn, get clients from LinkedIn. I don't desire to do it. It is right. it is okay. I don't need to be everywhere. And just being okay with that. But the only thing that we, 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 when we start to make it a thing is when it becomes a thing and we start to bring judgment on it instead of just accepting, I don't want to do it. And I'm yes. not saying forever. It's just like right now, it doesn't feel like something I feel called to. And that's okay. I feel called to this. So go be great at the thing you feel called to and accept that and own that and be all up in that, you know? And mic drop, boom. Mic See drop. Later. <laughs> you've been so good thank you so much for coming on and sharing that with my lovely lovely people who are listening to this such good messages and i hope to goodness everyone's paid attention have their telling off go out there and like be awesome so thank you kira where can people come and find you if they want to come and say hello after the episode yeah, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at the Kiera Jones and kierajones.com is my website, K-I-E-R-R-A-J-O-N-E-S. You'll see a free tab on there if you want to get some resources to hear more about the things that I teach on. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you over there. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Bye, everybody. There we go. That was the lovely Kira. That was a very frank conversation we had there. And I really enjoyed it. Really, really did. Uh, It was almost cathartic. So I've got a really exciting episode coming up for you next week. And I'm a little bit nervous about it, if I'm honest, because next week I am going to be sharing with you clips from coaching that we've done in the club. Now, normally these coaching calls and conversations are very private. They are normally just held within the club. But 
there is so much good stuff in there and there's so much good value and the questions are amazing. And also I wanted to give you an insight as to what it's like to be in the club, to be on a coaching call, to have your question answered. So next week I've got this episode, a very special episode. I'm excited about it. Like I said, I'm a little bit nervous. It's me at my most authentic because I know my members really well and my members know me really well and it's very vulnerable and they have been very, very brave to allow me to put these conversations out on a podcast. So I really hope that you're going to catch that one when it comes out next week. But until then, have a wonderful week and I will speak to you then. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.